Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to A Quick Shot of Romance. I'm Becky, and with me this time is Carolina. Um, you can find her on Instagram as Curl Up With Books. Uh, super to have, super happy to have you along with me today. <laughs> Thanks so much, Becky. I'm happy to be here. Um, again, my name is Carolina, and I am based in Orlando, Florida. My favorite romances are fake relationships, enemy to lovers, and sports romances. Well, then that's perfect for today because on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Only One Touch by Natasha Madison. So this will be hockey romance sort of sort of (laughs) sort of anyway yeah uh why don't you read us the synopsis from goodreads absolutely nico when i inherited the dallas oilers from my father i became one of the youngest owners in hockey history even though the team was at the bottom of the hockey standings i had big plans to change that and bring the cup to dallas falling in love was something i never believed would happen to me you'd think i was getting everything i wanted with the girl and the winning record but i have but I still have a promise to fulfill to a childhood best friend. Becca, never let them see you sweat has been my life motto since I decided to make a name for myself as the most sought after sports agent. I know what it takes to close a deal and the only only want one thing to be the best. Until I felt his touch one night and everything I thought I knew was forgotten. Nico's everything I've never let myself want, but all the cards came crashing down the minute I read the headlines, it only takes one touch to change everything. So the release date on this is February the 9th, 2021. Um, tropes are friend of lovers, hockey romance, billionaire, co-workers-ish, because he's the owner of a sports team and she's a sports agent. So work acquaintances. I'm not exactly yep. sure how you would say that. Um, the steam level on this one, I had it as like a four out of five. There's some really great scenes in them. Um, they're very romantic. They're very well written. There's a lot of flirting, but it's not like crazy steamy, like, you know, that we've read sometimes. So let's get into <laughs> our thoughts all about Only One Touch. Let's start with Becca, because I love her. Oh, she was fantastic. Isn't she? So we have kind of met her. This is a four book series, but they can absolutely read a standalone. Do not let that, you know, get in your head. You can read this all as your own, mm-hmm. but we kind of meet Becca in other hockey player stories throughout um, this series. And so we first met her in only one kiss and then it was only um, only one chance. And then we really saw her magic in only one night. And now this is mm-hmm. her story in only one touch. And you get this sense that she's like, she's like a great friend and it's that that combination of she's a badass in business but you know when you're when she's in your corner she's in your corner 100% and she'll go to the ends of the earth and I think in this story that's reinforced like you see her recruiting players or you in the beginning I think there was an issue with a player and she was like this is your third strike you're done you're out I'm not working with you and you've been warned and I love that the confidence that she had I loved every moment of that yeah I mean and she and the thing is too is she cares too it's not just about her players like making her money 
and doing their jobs well or getting them the best deal. She really cares about them and their family life and who they are mm-hmm. and who they present themselves to the world. And um, while she is stern and has rules and keeps her boundaries very firm, which I love because I'm not really always great myself with boundaries. <laughs> um, so she's like the shining example of somebody who has a boundary and says, this is my line. You cross it, you're done. Um, right. I loved I, that about I her. Like, and I liked how direct she was about that with players that she was bringing on board. Because um, when she was explaining the guidelines, she was also very honest with them and talking about like, yeah, you're here's your opportunity, but also knowing she was recruiting some one of a young player that you're you're going to be a small fish in a big pond. You're going to have to work your way. Like she didn't sugarcoat it, which was great. Yeah. And then on the flip side for the players that she's had forever. So, you know, we get glimpses of Miller and Manning. They'll yeah. take a bullet for her. That's right. how much they care about it. And, and I love that part of it too. Yeah. I just, she's just a very impressive character and she is definitely, I would say a girl book best friend. I would love to call her up and sit and have margaritas with her and chat because she just is smart and thoughtful and a big heart. And, you know, so she comes from money herself, but her mom kind of seems like a bit of a serial uh, marriage (laughs) lady. Like, you know, her mom and dad divorced and then her mom remarried and had a long-term marriage, which her business partners are her stepbrothers. Um, and then her stepfather passed and now mom's been married like two or three more times. (laughs) Um, but she comes from money. She grew up well off, but her work ethic is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she's like, yep, I'm, I'm getting up at 5am and I'm running and I have meetings and I'm going to be in that office by eight o'clock. And, and you get little glimpses of her supporting the people that's working with her and her assistant and her team you know, they, you got the the sense that they would do anything for her as well, but she took care of them and mentored them. And I liked that. I, I really liked showcasing a strong female woman in business. That was well, and she doesn't come off as cold or bitchy. Nope. She is business, nope. but she has a big heart. And sometimes when we get really strong female characters, they come off as really cold. You can't connect with them. They're kind of bitchy or they end up being the stereotypical, um, you know, super focused woman. And there doesn't seem to be any waiver. Um, that was not the case with Becca. I felt like she was relatable yep. and engaging and I liked her a lot. Exactly. It's like, I kind of want to be here when I grow up. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Nico. And I'm going <laughs> to preface all of this with warning. Um, Nico, he initially comes off as a good guy. In the series, we have seen that he is a good owner. He's a... So let's talk about let's talk about his ownership of the hockey team before we get into why I'm standing in line to do harm to him (laughs) and why I'm laughing and I'm second in line to her. (laughs) So let's talk about him as the business owner. He inherits this hockey team that is failing. His dad was an absentee owner. The GM that is currently in the 
in the offices has this ironclad contract and keeps giving money to old players and isn't really building a team or a program. He's just like collecting a paycheck for lack right. of, you know, um, and Nico, well, go ahead. Yeah. We've, you know, we've met Nico in the previous books and you get the glimpses of the players that he's invested in. He, he will do anything for. So you, coming into this book, you're just excited about learning more about him and what he's doing for the team and going back to really stepping in for the team that he's inherited. And he's rolling up his sleeves, you know, as yeah. the owner, he, he doesn't have to take that GM role. He could step back and give orders, but he's diving in and making choices. Right. And he never misses a game. He travels with the team, even if he doesn't travel their exact travel. He is always present at every game. Um, early in the book, one of his players gets hurt and he's in the middle of like contract negotiations. It's a big deal that he's in the middle of. And he's like, nope, sorry, I have to go get the plane. We have to be to Boston. So, you know, Dallas to Boston, that's not an easy flight. Um, mm -hmm. takes some time, but he goes and he goes right then right. because he's not, he cares about his players, you know, and this one was injured and he wants to know, not just from the business aspect, but also the personal, he cares. Right. And you see that in his relationship with, uh, Lizzie, who's, is like an executive assistant. Um, you know, he relies a lot on her, but he takes care of her. And when she jokes around, like, I helped you buy this birthday present and I got one for me too. You know, yeah, he's like, yeah, I knew you would, but I'm going to take care of you anyways. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he treat and you can tell that he is a good guy with good intentions. Sometimes the, you know, just like the women can come off as cold and uncaring. Sometimes when we get into these billionaire romances, these wealthy men, they come off as, you know, unapproachable and cold and because mm -hmm. of you know, not really receiving affection and love from their wealthy parents. They don't know how to function and be, you know, contributing, caring human beings. That's not the case with Nico. He has a big heart. Um, we saw glimpses of that in Miller's story and Ralph's story and only one kiss. And, and Manning's story. And Manning's story. And that was interesting, mm -hmm. too, that this story actually runs parallel to Manning's um well, and book. even Manning's story ran parallel to Miller's story, too. Like, That's there's true. crossover. The timelines crossed over quite a bit. Yeah. I forgot about that. They did, didn't they? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk about um, why Nico, why we're in line to harm Nico. Okay, so wait, let's talk about let's, them before, getting together. Before that. Yeah, let's talk about them getting together. Get together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of, I liked them together. I liked uh, Nico and Becca together a lot because she didn't let him get away with anything and he pushed back. So, you know, there was a lot of like negotiations, even with their relationship, like in a flirty way, which I thought was cute. Um, I liked that component of it. One kind of problem I did have was they've been working together forever and he didn't realize how beautiful she was. I don't buy that part <laughs> like yeah I don't buy the like the scales just fell from his eyes and all of a sudden <laughs> he sees what an attractive woman is right um but maybe it was a matter of you know tunnel vision and so focused on the team because he's a relatively new owner when we start the story 
um, with only one kiss. I think he's, they said in that book, he'd only owned the team for like a year, which is part of the reason he goes to all the parties and he tries to have all these events that he's, you know, trying to get the tunnel vision. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he didn't see it, but yeah. Um, I did like how it was Candace, Ralph having a birthday party for Candace. So it wasn't so much a team event. It was a friend event and Mm -hmm. both of them happened to be there. Um, I did like how she's like two drinks. I never have more than two drinks. Like she knew her Mm -hmm. limits and he was respectful. Even at friends events, even at friends events, like, cause it was still work adjacent. event, (laughs) Right. Um, but he was respectful of that. He didn't really mm-hmm. push her. You know, sometimes we get some of these strong male characters that, and Nico is a strong male character. Um, he definitely is an alpha. I would not say that he is a beta personality. Um, you know, sometimes they try to push. And when the negotiations start, they just kind of steamroll over the female a little bit. Um, but Becca, you know, he was respectful of Becca's boundaries and her backbone. Yeah. Um, which, which I, I did I, like. They pushed each other. They pushed each other. And it, that part I really liked because it was a good balance. They both had alpha tendencies because they're used to that in their business life. Right. Um, but there was give and take on both of their sides. And you got to see that, which yeah. was really, I think, really positive for both of them. Um, and I will, and I do want to say that, um, with like their alpha tendencies and their pushback and all of that. Um, I think that it also, that's what helped keep them attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. Like that it wasn't easy, um, but they both got into their own heads because like after their first time connecting, they went days without talking to each other because neither one wanted to be the first one to call, you know? Well, and I felt, I felt like it was also one of those that they, neither of them really dated a whole lot or dated somebody consistently for a period of time so there was a little bit of a kind of an awkward am I supposed to am I not supposed to so like a dating learning curve like a learning curve of dating (laughs) for somebody that you're really interested in versus a fling well yeah because Nico talks about that he talks about how the women in the past have just been dates so he has a plus one and that he really hopes that they'll be gone in the next morning and that he doesn't have to try to have conversation or how can he kick them off the plane? <laughs> <laughs> um, and they don't expect him to call. And so, you know, he and for him to send flowers to Becca, you know, after that. first. Oh, that was so cute. I loved that. <laughs> but that was kind of outside his wheelhouse. Like he wasn't right. that wasn't his. He is not a poet either. He is not a poet. No, but I think that's part of his charm. I like the directness, like I'm trying to be cute and romantic, but I don't know how to do this. So this is all I know how to do. Like, right. here's who I am. I'm, I'm being romantic, but with who, how I am. <laughs> well, and he did it himself too. He easily could have farmed it out to the assistant. And it was very clear that he bought the flowers. He wrote yep. the card. So um, I think you get kudos and props for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it doesn't. Okay. So now we have to get to the part that I know you're like, Becky, just stop. 
I have to talk about this. <laughs> well, I have a lot okay. to say. I know. And and one more caveat before we get to that, because there was a moment you're you you kind of saw that you're like, Nico, you know you've you've had to negotiate everything else into the relationship. But when he kind of when he kisses her in front of Manning, like and kind of outs them. Yeah. Like that was like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, that was big time. Well, yeah. Well, and also, so in that same vein that he outs them, he also, even though both of them are very successful business people, they're not great at communicating because he kind of outs them before they had even put really labels right. on what they were. Um, right. And for two, two strong-willed um, people that know their own minds those are the type of people that need the labels and need good communication so that nobody's in the gray. Well, and also for an owner of a team and a very successful agent to players, there's also potential PR repercussions for this. Right. And right. very serious perception repercussions in the industry. So in that sense, I was also like, how do you not have a conversation? <laughs> like yeah. the romantic side of me was like, oh no, he just, he's just going all in. And the other, like the business side of me was like, you've got to talk about this. <laughs> right. This isn't just something you just happen to do. You should have conversations <laughs> and a plan in place. <laughs> yeah. Well, and okay. for him to do that in front of Manning was big because even though we don't get a sense, I would say Manning is Becca's best friend. Agreed. They are each other's, like, that's their first phone call. That's who's bailing you out of jail. That who is probably standing beside you while you're being arrested, honestly. Yep. Um, They have come a long way together. Manning was one of the first hockey players she ever signed. They kind of have come into the league and grown up together. And so, so for him to kiss her in front of Manning, that was big because he knew how strong their relationship was. Yeah, absolutely. So Okay, so okay, now, now let's we can get to talk. It. Now we can talk about Nico. So, and I we're not going to spoil this because we want you all to read this because it is it is a very good book. Highly mm -hmm. recommend it. I will say, um, as I said to Carolina before, make sure you have a friend on speed dial or on Instagram messages. <laughs> and if you need somebody, yep. feel free to message one of us. You can find Absolutely. our handles in the show notes. Um, we're there for you, ladies. Because she was checking you. in on me as I was reading this. Yeah, where are you at? <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> I'm there for you, babe. Just call me. Tell me what's going on. Um, because so we don't sometimes we see this when a story comes to the conflict and we know we're going to get a resolution because it's romance and we're going to get a happily ever after. That's the rules, people. Those are the rules of romance. We have to have a happily ever after. So going into this story, we knew there was going to be a conflict. It has to do with headlines. Um, that Becca reads that are in reference to Nico. And we see this and it's heartbreaking. Like these headlines are crushing. Yeah. And while there was Nico's intentions were good for what his actions were, he could have avoided a whole lot of backlash and Becca's heartbreak had he been a better communicator. Well, and I think we've seen that about him. So we kind of knew that that was going to be part of the issue because of the kiss. But I agree, like that it caught everybody off guard. 
And it was a reveal that not even as the reader, we knew what was happening. Sometimes the author gives you enough Easter eggs or you hear the perspective from one end that you you know what's happening. You have that inside nugget. But as a reader, we didn't know even what the headline was and what it meant. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, like him not even thinking that how she was going to take it or the repercussions of what it was going to be it was equally as heartbreaking right and I think that that was part of my hang-up with it it didn't take away from my love of the book it just made me like not love him as much and a friend of ours that read the book she threw her kindle because she was so mad at him um Mm -hmm. so yeah people don't throw your kindles we aren't responsible for that don't do it no (laughs) and and I I immediately messaged (laughs) Becky, I was like, what? I I, I dropped my Kindle in my lap. And I I was on our message going, I don't, what, what? What is all of this chaos? What is Um, happening? I think that for Manning, you know, he's a successful businessman. He didn't really think everything all the way through. Um, And so therefore, because of his own stupidity, um, and dumbassness, none of his redemption had to be big. His apology to get to the HEA, to Becca, to undo Nico. all that he, or well, but Nico had to do it to Becca. Like he had, yeah, you his, said Manning. Oh, Manning. I'm so sorry. Yeah. See, I just want to make sure. Just so we're all know. clear. Manning <laughs> is my favorite. Like I love Manning. He's mine. I just want to be clear. Manning, Sorry. this is not about Manning, not Manning. this is about Nico. Sorry. <laughs> Nico, his redemption has to be big. He has got, like, in the grand scheme of grand gestures, this has got to be huge. It's got to be epic. Well, yeah. and and I will say I, I had even a bigger girl crush on Becca um, because they have a conversation. Um, it, it takes a long time to get there. You know, there's, she, he tries to communicate with her and she, as I think anybody would after the reveal kind of shuts down and dives herself into work and tries to avoid the pain. Um, but they do have a conversation and the way she stood up for herself was incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and so you, so that part, like, I loved Becca even more, but um, Nico's, I needed an epic, an epic apology and an epic redemption from him. Yeah. So if you want to know if he does it, if he gets his epic redemption and his apology is good, you'll have to read the book because we're not spoiling it for you people. <laughs> um, okay. So Carolina, did you like this book? <laughs> I still don't know. Yes, overall, I did really like the book. I'm, I'm. You, it's still processing. I get it. No, nope, still I get processing. It. I still am processing it. I like the book. I, I like. Um, I still don't know how I feel about Nico. Um, nope, that is a little 100%. mad at Nico. I'm still a little mad at him. Let me, let me put it out there. Well, you know, and I. We, we should say this book will give you a bit of a book hangover. It will. 
Um, you know they get back together because it is a romance book and it has a happily ever after. Um, but I'm I'm still a little mad at him. Um, I love Becca. I love I love the book within the world, um, within the series. Um, and I think I fell um, Manning and Miller's responses to when they they saw the headline and what happened and their response to be by Becca's side. I fell even more in love with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nope. I think that Becca makes this whole book. Um, she's just so level headed and just so awesome. I just I adore her. Like I said, she is my best friend. I want to go have drinks with her. Um, yeah. But yeah, Nico leaves this a little bit harder to love. Um, but this series is fantastic. So um, I highly recommend this series. So let's so who would typically like this book? Who is this book written for? Um, it definitely has a sports romance element to it. Um, it's a little different because she's the agent and he's the owner. So you're not getting kind of when you, I think typical sports romance, you think player, you get a little bit of the season. So you see a little different end of the season, which is kind of, it's nice. I enjoyed because you get the back end side of the sport. Yeah. Um, um yeah, it's a little light on sports. Um, I would say this is a friends to lovers. So if you like friends to lovers, mm -hmm. I think that this one, um, this is a well done friends to lovers because you do see this evolution of the scales falling from his eyes and realizing just how beautiful Becca is and just how awesome she I, is. I would also say, yes, it could be re read as a standalone, but I think... I think anybody who likes a good series will enjoy it as a whole collection. It's probably not my favorite in the series, but it definitely has a place in the series. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Um, okay. So would you recommend this book? Yes, I would. Yeah. Um, I think so too. Um, I just, you know, would say, make sure you have a friend on speed dial and don't throw your Kindle. <laughs> are you a kindle thrower because if you're a kindle thrower you might not want to read this book That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um i've been known to throw a kindle or two you know stand in line for a throat punch that's me <laughs> so but carolina thank you so much for joining us i can't wait to have you back when we get to talk romance again yes. so it's been so much fun thank you for having me awesome we will do this again soon bye everybody Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.